Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. Normally, I wouldn't start the show, our conversations, our talks, our chit-chats with Joe Biden missing dinner. I start with it not because he's missing dinner, but because of the lie told by the White House about it, in my view. Tony Katz, 93 WIBC. Good morning. Good to be with you. Lies happen often. They're not simple mistakes in the main. They are purposeful in the main. Allow me to share one of them with you. It was Business Insider that put out a story. And the story read, more people actually moved out of Florida than New York or California in 2021. Now, you know the story. We have been discussing, and many have been discussing, the outflows from California. So when you hear the headline, more people actually moved out of Florida than New York or California in 2021, immediately you say to yourself, you know that's bunk. You know it's nonsense. Lots of people go, oh, well, I guess uh, the leadership of Gavin Newsom in California and Kathy Hochul in in New York, I guess that's better than that Ron DeSantis. Well, the data, of course, says otherwise. The data says that more people left New York and California. They claim that they misread the numbers. Business Insider deleted the tweet, reworked the article, and now it reads, we got it wrong. More people moved out of New York and California than Florida in 2021. And they continued, the story has been updated to correct an error regarding census data. In 2021, an estimated 469,577 people moved out of Florida, while 674,740 people relocated to the state. An earlier version of the story switched those numbers. If you didn't switch the numbers, you could not have done the story. So you're telling me that the journalists got it wrong. And no one caught the error? No one. I reject that possibility. I would also say, if you tell me, well, Tony, they've gotten rid of all the editors and the copy editors so they don't check things like they used to, shut down as a publication. Shut down as a publication. If you can't do the job, shut down. Because we're not talking about getting a quote improper. We're talking about the entire thrust of the article being faulty when simply you could have read the spreadsheet properly. 
No one read, no one looked at it and said, wait a second, what? Let's go back over the numbers. I believe it was purposeful. You think I'm going to trust Business Insider? Not a chance. Not a chance that people like Tom Lubianco want to still write there if he is still writing there. Well, hey, you know what? It's a paycheck, right? I'm not saying he ever got anything wrong. Former Indy Star guy, uh, Indiana guy. Nice enough, dude. Just, you know, got to be pretty embarrassed about stuff like this. Not that as a publication, something was in error. Errors happen. A little bit of grace is not the worst thing in the world. Even when it's on a side you might politically disagree with. But this isn't error. This is purposeful. And you say to me, Tony, you don't know that it's purposeful. Here's what I do know. Everybody and their mother has been discussing the amount of people moving to Florida and the amount of people moving out of California and New York. How could you even think of writing the article the other way? Well, they thought they had the data. No, 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 no. They played with the data. There's no way they thought they had the data. They didn't check with five other people. That's not journalism. That's activism. And that's the story. And that's why I bring up the whole Joe Biden not attending dinner conversation. It's okay that the president doesn't attend a dinner. As a matter of fact, I'd like it if the president attended less dinners. But don't you dare tell us he's not attending the dinner in Vilnius as part of the NATO summit because his workload is too big. Who are you talking to here? These are two examples of a theory, something we actually we actually got into it yesterday. We can build on the theory. They believe that we don't pay attention at all. And we pay attention greatly. But maybe we're not the target. We are the victims of the target, but we're not the target. And once you recognize that, everything kind of falls into place. We're not the target. The target is the person who's going to vote their way, and this is just little headline stuff and little quick stuff that they hear in those uh, news outlets, and it never gets dug into, just like we did. It never gets discussed. The numbers never get discussed. The target is not you. You become the victim. The target are people who aren't engaged in our conversation and pay attention very little. I, th- I don't know if it was Rush or others who used to refer to them as low-information voters. And I never, I never perfectly enjoyed the term. Because I always thought that, you know, when, when I first heard it, that the objective was to like an insult to us, but the, it, it's not, is it? It's an insult to the people who are already voting for them. Give them a little feed, move on. Don't worry about the truth, just give them what they need, move on. Don't break it down, just give them a little bit of what they need, what we need them to have, move on. It's messed up. Now, I guess I should be at least impressed the Business Insider did correct the record. I should at least appreciate that. But I don't find myself in that mood. I am very curious about this Georgia story and how it plays out. 
There is a member of the Democratic Party in Georgia. She found it horrible the way she was treated by her party after she supported school choice. She supported a school choice bill because she wanted kids to have the best education possible, wanted parents to be able to have the best say or the most say in their kids' education. A Democrat, she supported a school choice bill. The Democratic Party in Georgia then went after her, treated her so poorly that she switched to the Republican Party. She represents uh, the 56th district in Georgia, and she's now a Republican. A black woman favored school choice got vilified by her party and said, these people aren't for kids. These people aren't for better education. I'm done here. And they certainly don't believe in anybody, you know, having a different thought. I'm switching parties. That's a big story. That is a big, big story. In Indiana, we have Jennifer McCormick, who decided after being, uh, you know, in charge of uh, public education here in Indiana, I'll become a Democrat and run for governor. That gets cheered. A black woman decides that parents should have the right to do what's best for their kid and gets vilified. Welcome to the Republican Party. Uh, A party that actually thinks you should do what's best for kids and the money belongs to the kid and not the system. We'll see how this plays across the country. Matt Bear has traffic.